The Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered. You covered. Well, I covered. Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Happy Tuesday, guys. What's up? Welcome into the latest episode of the Bostonian versus the book. Dave Sherapan, Matt Peralt with you live on YouTube, Twitter at Boston versus the book. And we played on Sirius XM channel 159 and YouTube TV or sports grid. Sorry, sports grid TV, YouTube too, I guess sports grid TV each and every night. <laughs> you guys have been waiting patiently. Thank you for the brigade. We're on a little bit later than normal today, but thank you for hanging out in the chat. Always fun to watch you guys go through it. Harlem Globetrotters were in town last night. Dave, how was the show? Oh man, it was great. Um, Everybody that's here live right now, thank you for being here. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, ring the bell. Don't be a bum. Hit the thumb. Leave a comment on the way out. Hit the thumb on the way in. That way, everybody's hold accountable. We're holding you accountable. I answered all the comments from yesterday's show. You guys answered those. Outstanding work. Um, Show was great. I enjoy the show, but I know the show. I saw that show for the first time. When I was six years old mm. in 1977 in Pittsburgh at the Civic Arena, we sat close, tried to pull my brother, Doug, onto the, onto the court because he had a big afro like this. And uh, brother Doug freaked out when Meadowlark, Lemon, Curly, Neil, and Geese Osby came over looking like giants. So they pulled me out onto the court and I danced with them. I said, this is fun. I, I, I want to be a Globetrotter someday. So it still rings true to me. Funny moments last night. They found the kid with a big afro, a little baby infant, and they held him up, and they played the Lion King and pretended that he was Simba. Place was very funny. And then uh, some other little new wrinkles to an old show. I enjoy it. But, man, it's 98 years old, P. wrote. 98 years old. They've been doing the Harlem Globetrotters. Even Jess said to me, how much longer are they going to go? Oh, uh, I, I think for a long time. I mean, it's one of the last, like, I think the Savannah Bananas kept it, uh, it has, has shown the value in it that like yeah. people like to laugh. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that you don't go and laugh at. There's not a yeah. lot of things that are like really family friendly that, you know, you can sit with your kids and you know, you're just going to laugh. It's going to be funny. It's not meant to be serious. It's meant to be just an entertainment night. Yeah. And the Savannah bananas today put out, uh, Madeline and I love the greatest showman. It's it's, yep. like, it's our movie. We watch it all the time. And so the guy, I don't know. It wasn't the head guy. I'm not sure who it is, but maybe like the, the star player of this year for the bananas. They did the entire routine, the entire opening the opening set of the movie. The team did it today and put it yeah. on social media. It was just, it's phenomenal. I know you guys went last year to watch oh, them. It's great. I, I, I just think there's a lot of, there's still, I, people want it. I mean, people, people want to watch this stuff. Maybe not in like the numbers they used to, 
and Savannah banners are like the hot new thing, but I think the Globetrotter will be around for a while. I think I don't think they're going anywhere. I'm still amazed at the skill level. I mean, they shoot those threes that are fours from the logo beyond like it's nothing. I mean, they came down, he made four in a row, four trips down the court. It's it's fun to watch. It's it's fun to laugh. Um if you don't like the globe show, you probably you don't like court storming. <laughs> probably right, JC from Casey. You're probably right. Yeah. You don't like don't be that guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Vince, I, I hope you can go. Dave got a chance to go last year here in Vegas. It's a tough ticket. It's it's really cool. Highly recommend it if you like baseball at all. If you like like movies that talked about the the barnstorming era of baseball or something like that, like this bingo long traveling all-stars of motor Kings is a tremendous movie. If you haven't ever watched it, download it, watch it, do yourself a favor, but then go watch the Savannah bananas. Kids are all in. I mean, like they're looking at going to other cities to see them if they don't come here because they want to go experience the show. You find a sport they like, you make it fun. Those guys are super skilled too. They catch fly balls doing backflips. The pitchers pitch on stilts and different things. Like, it's crazy, the stuff they do, and it's baseball. Mm-hmm. So, highly recommend it. It's baseball. It's the same way that, you know, the Globetrotters are basketball, but it's it's one of those things like that to watch it in person, like seeing on TV is one thing, but watching it in person, like watching the Globetrotters in person is way different than watching it on TV or watching 100%. it on YouTube. And so, it's the one thing for I think our kids who spend a lot of time watching the quote amazing stuff on YouTube and the shorts and the videos that are all out there on social media. And then you take them to see it in person and you see it actually happening in front of you with no camera, no edit, no stop and start button. It's really happening. I think that's the big value of that. Yeah. Is showing that you know someone doing a backflip and catching the catching the ball. Well you watch that on YouTube, the guy may have taken 15 t- attempts to take right. it, do it. Right. This guy's doing it on one take in the game live. And it's fun. Like, I mean, they don't always perform like they, that's, they don't always pull it off. <laughs> so lost my house on a general's money line. Damn it. <laughs> Them plus the points covered. They lost 113 to 109. They did oh, wow. on the money line. Oh. They ran it right down to the end. But oh. then, Maybe they're playing tight, closer to closer games. Now they want, they want to keep within the margin, the margin. It was close that the the guy on the generals couldn't miss. I think he came down to chuck threes and he kept making them. (laughs) So the globe charters had to go down and make them. Like it was a it was close at the end. I mean, but I wonder if they I wonder if that's feedback. I I wonder if they've gotten feedback from people saying, you know what, it would be fun if the game was kind of close at the end to see who's gonna win. It's gonna have the kids wonder versus like a blowout. I don't know, but at the beginning, you know, I said, Kendall. You think the generals are going to win? She's like, no, they never win. <laughs> oh, she's figured it out. So, it would be fun if they did. It'd be fun one day. If one day they, they just oh won. man, like randomly like stopped the streak of four hundred whatever it is consecutive victories, and the generals wow. actually won a game. Yeah, that would be. They would. I mean, they should do it when there's going to be a big media presence and they can blow it up. But right, be like, oh my gosh, what's the name of the team that the the bananas play? Party animals. The party animals, and they added a third team. Because oh. the party animals can't do all of the events now. So now there's a third team, a third foil um, that's in the mix. But I mean, when we were here, the party animals won. Really? Was it? Yeah, they, the, the, ban- the bananas don't always win. They're playing baseball. 
So if the pitcher's pitching and the you know guys hitting and they get popped up instead of single, you can't fake singles and doubles and home runs and stuff. They play a game within all of all of the showmanship. Right. And the party animals won. And I even said to the girls, I'm like, the party animals supposed to win. She's like, Yeah, they don't do that. The party animals play too. They're they're showmen too now. So oh. you know, they they have their own shtick. It's it's cool to be a party animal. And you know, there's guys that do the dances on their team and they have dance offs and it's it's tremendous. It's really good. Yeah, I, I RJ, I'm not sure I'd call them a fake team. Like what Dave just said, like they they're major league. Some of the guys have played in the league. Like there's major league baseball players who get signed to play for the bananas. The legitimate, the tryout procedure for that is legit. Like you have to, you have to be able to play. You have and then, to. I mean, he said on the 60 minute interview, the guy who started, he's from massive all places, but yeah. he, he said, he goes, look, when we look for players, I go for baseball talent first. Now your separate, the separator is, can you entertain? But if you can't play, you can't play with us. Like you got to be able to play. Correct. You can play, you can play the game of baseball. Then I'm going to say, okay, here's 20 guys who can play the game of baseball. Ten of them can actually perform. You ten are on my team. You you are the ten that I want. But yep. you all can play the game. So it's, I mean, yeah, you're right, Nick. Hunter Pence once played on the Bananas. Yes, I mean, I, I, I mean, you know, he once played. I'm going to play now. We used to play for them. Even the home plate umpires, we, yeah, you need the umpires and the cheerleaders and everybody else. They got to be entertainers around as well. Just like the referees at the Globetrotters are part of the shtick. Oh, they, without a doubt. They, they all yeah. got to be in on it. Without a doubt. Yeah, it's – it's um, and they bring in different people, you know, from different – so when they came here, they brought um, – Your brother said they're called the firefighters. Oh. The third team they brought in, it's called the firefighters. Okay. Okay, that's that's it. cool. It's a party yeah. animals and the firefighters. It's fantastic. Um, Shane Victorino, who lives here, yep. played in the game here. They brought that's him awesome. back. So you know he came up and hit a double. Um, Bill Lee, seventy-seven years old, comes out and pitches an inning or two. <laughs> I can't believe how many times I've met his- space. I've met Spaceman like eighteen times. Like you just see Bill Lee every in New England. You just see Billy everywhere. Like he's yeah. just, he's just Billy's everywhere. He spent the summer with the Savannah Bananas last year. So that's um, phenomenal. It's good just for, neat, you know, Billy. when they were in Oklahoma, they brought in Jessica Lowe, who was the home run leader for college softball, and she came up and hit. Place goes crazy. You bring in a local known superstar, the place goes crazy. You make everybody's night. You know, because now you're Cena? part of the community. John Cena played John with the Cena must have done a show. Yeah. Wow. It's 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 gold. It's it's and it's fun. And yeah. the merch is nice. I spent a <laughs> couple hundred on merch. Of course. They got me with they didn't get any tickets, they got in the merch. Right. Yeah. Well, I they mean got they, me last night. I got this shirt, you know, last night. I had the hats already. I had the hat. Okay. Yeah, got the shirts. <laughs> it's so. good. Yeah, it's it's good. So I mean, look and see when they're coming to your town. I know the bananas start. I think tonight or this weekend that they start back in the South. So they're starting back up again wow. on their tour. So yeah, they're playing every year. Yeah. The, I mean, it's, it's baseball. I mean, coming up here in about 20 minutes, uh, Shohei will make his a debut with the Dodgers. Right. MLB, MLB network is going wall to wall on this. So if you're curious about what the number one story is going to be in major league baseball this year, it's going to be Shohei all the time with the Dodgers. 
Yes. You okay with that? Do I have a choice? Um, do you have a choice? Well, you can avoid it. You can not watch MLB Network, which is one of your employers. So I guess that would be a bad idea. Yeah, I'll be watching it. I mean, a bad idea. But I think it's uh, interesting. He, it, it, oh, sorry. It wasn't Joseph. It wasn't always so crazy. No. Okay. So they, no, they were, they were, they were just another thing. Like, and they were in Savannah and people, I mean, how many times can you go see that show or that game? In Savannah, they had to they had to go on the road. It was a genius idea, you know, because I mean, and they honed the act. You're really making Nick in, in, into a into our resident <laughs> producer Roger here. The field for who wins the World Series would be a great poll option during this season. Nice work, Nikki. <laughs> Sarah Mello is trying to find a way to get up here for the uh, live shows. Put yeah, that in the comments. It's Shohei all day. Absolutely. And yes, A-O-W-N, this is going to be one of the jokes of the year. <laughs> All the talking coverage just for an NLDS exit. <laughs> they go over 103 and a half is the total now. So if anybody had 104 and a half, it's come down. <sighs> 103 and a half is still pretty, I mean, it's only one off the highest number I think I've ever seen. That's high. Yeah. Do they care? Like, do they care? Like, do they need to win 105 games? No, they don't need to, but do they roll out of bed and win 105 games? No. See the lineup today? Yeah. It's going to be Shohei Freddie. <laughs> if that's your one, two, three, good luck. <laughs> I mean, I mean you got the yes in the Dodgers' first innings a lot. It's fair. Yeah. It's going to be as good of a top two, three than I can remember. That's good. Right? I mean, it's unbelievable. I'm trying to think about like if I'm Mookie, does that make Mookie's home run numbers come down because he knows what's coming up behind him? So he may not try to hit as many home runs. He may just try to get on base because he knows he's going to score. He may he may lead the league and score in, in runs scored. May lead the league in a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, he's going to get on base a lot. Right. And if you're a starting pitcher, which one do you want to pitch to? No, you pitch to Mookie. Whew. And then Mookie you gets have to, to pitch to Mookie now. You Dang. have to. You can't pitch around him. You can't start with a guy on first and Shohei and Freddie coming up. The way those guys hit, move runners, <laughs> hit for, you know, doubles. Freeman led the league in doubles. I mean, it's, it's just, that's, it, it was hard enough to pitch to Freddie Freeman. When he had just Mookie in front of him, has he got Mookie and oh yeah Shohei? Yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. lineup today is Mookie, Shohei, Freeman in the three spot, Will Smith, Max Muncy, uh, Hernandez, Hayward, Rojas, Ramos. So I guess you can, you get a little bit of a break from seven, eight, nine, yeah, but not dramatic. I mean, that's not, that's also obviously, that's not the starting lineup for opening day by my team. No, but I mean, it's still. There'll be certain you know, games. Certain games will look like that. Yeah. So people are asking, do you like Shohei batting second and not third? Um, With Freeman's doubles and all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. I think yes, but. 
I don't know. Do we want Shohei? Like, we don't really want him having to go from first to third right. and all that other stuff. Like, not that I want him in a bubble, but I don't need him being the base runner that the two hole usually is. Right. So, I would agree. Put him in three in a run producing spot. That's I where I'm switching. Yeah, that's where I think he'll hit. I think I think he'll hit on hit third. I'm not sure. I, I'm not I mean, sure. If you, you really know. want to mess things up, lead off with Shohei. What? Put Mookie really? second and Freddie third. Watch what happens. It's even harder because it's lefty, righty, a lefty. And you go, all right, how do I even pitch Shohei as a leadoff guy? But he's going to get the most at bats in a leadoff spot. Mm. That would be that would mess everything up. See, Mookie is a natural two hole hitter, right? That's a, it's a that's what so I mean. Like my, it, it, I would bat somebody else first. I just don't know who I'd bat first because I would bet if I was making the lineup, I would find someone to bat first, someone who I really can trust to get on base a ton. I don't think Gavin Lux really is the guy for that, but maybe. Um. They don't really have a true leadoff hitter per se, but if they, I would put Mookie two, Shohei three, Freeman four, Muncie five. You could put, you could do what the Phillies do and put Muncie at the top of the order. Okay. Fair. Like Schwarber. Schwarber. He, okay. he ain't your typical leadoff hitter, but he'll get in and he'll lead off bomb. Right. You know, what? 12 times. Yeah. I don't mind that. I just, I think I like, I like two. Mookie three, Shohei four, Freeman. If I was making the lineup, that's how I would do it because I want Shohei up in the first inning. I want him on, up with runners on base, and I want Mookie to get a pitch to drive in the two hole, and because he he can go yard. I mean, Mookie's numbers in the in the one spot will come down from a home run perspective. I want Mookie being able to hit home runs. Just looked out in the chat. Mikey Awesome said we're never getting off late night because we keep saying two hole. <laughs> Jeez. It's a baseball term, Mikey. Yes. Industry term. <laughs> Two-hole hitter. Man, I mean, Shohei leading off. Right? Kike, is Kike back on the Dodgers now? Yeah, oh, he is. That's right. The Sox traded him. Yeah, Kike to lead off. Okay. Okay, I like that a lot. Kike to lead off. Ooh, I like that a lot. Kike leading off. Mookie second. Shohei third. Freeman four. Muncie five. Yeah, that's gonna score a thousand runs. That's that's just gonna like that's just I mean, that's something you would do playing a video game. You would build a lamp like that. A lot. Like that's just that's you just ridiculous. A lot. How many home runs do you think realistically Shohei hits this year? 40? All he's doing is hitting. Wait, we're blacked out on the MLB network from the White Sox and Dodgers here. Well, that's because you just you have to watch it on LA Sportsnet. That's why you're, that's why we're blacked out. We're always blacked out MLB Network games, especially with Shohei games. They're going to exercise their right now with Shohei. <laughs> you better believe they're going to they're going to be exercising their blackout rights. Going like, oh, you want to watch it? That's good. You got to watch LA Sportsnet. You're not watching it nationally. Oh, great question, Gorov. The Dodger record is 49 home runs. For individual? Can, yep. Wow. Can, can Shohei Ortani hit more? Huh. Yeah, the problem is, and Joe's right about this, 40 is a good number because of the fact that Dodger Stadium is not a home run park. Right. 
So you got to be careful just with the number too high because playing half the games in a ballpark that does not give you really easy home runs. Right. It's not a right field porch in Yankee Stadium or a left field wall at Fenway Park. You just had to talk into your remote. <laughs> yeah, see if I see if I can find a team. That's find great. a feed. Can't uh, find it. What's the over under Dodgers nine with juice? Oh, you mean today? You mean John? What's the over under for Dodgers? Going to be nine with juice over or under every day? Oh, minimum. John, it'll be it'll be some days, nine some and days a half. It'll be, it'll yeah. be ten, depending on who they're playing, when they're playing. Oh, they're playing a bad team that gives up runs. There's going to be... They're giving you the numbers on DirecTV in the chat. No, Dave doesn't have DirecTV. I don't have DirecTV, unfortunately. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, 38 and a half is a number on on, on DK because it was 40 and it's come down. People are betting the under because of what happened because of the ballpark he's playing in. They're betting the under. Oh, Kevin, you have no idea... I lived in Iowa. Okay. I lived in Des Moines. Vegas is worse. If you can believe it, Vegas is blackouts for six baseball teams. is worse than Iowa. Blackout from six teams. It's absolutely embarrassing. It really is one of the worst. It's if I was commissioner of baseball, the very first thing I would do is I would eliminate the blackout rule. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. We are literally a two hour flight or hour and 30 minute flight from Oakland. And we're blacked out from the Giants and the, the Oakland A's. Yeah. It's like, are you serious, guys? Like, really? Like, the I got to fly over 60 minutes to get there. And you're in Vegas and, is a secondary market for Oakland and San Fran? Yeah. Come on, bro. The whole state of California were blacked out. So Oakland and the Giants, Dodgers and the Angels, Padres, and the Arizona Diamondbacks. And the Rockies. The Rockies we get to see now. Well, the Rockies, but we black it out, but the Rockies are because of AT&T Sportsnet, but we are a secondary market to the Rockies. Mm. We're set, we have seven teams that we're blacked out. It, it's, the, it's the most dumbest thing ever. There's seven teams that get to claim Vegas being a secondary market. The only good reason why the A's would come here is that would go away. That would be the only thing right. that would work is that yeah. we no longer have to worry about secondary markets because we, we become a primary market and there's be no awesome. more black no more blackouts. Right. That would be the only thing. Yes, the Rockies stink, guys. Yes, we know the Rockies do stink. All right, what happened last night? RJ Davis goes for 42 points. That's a record in the Dean Dome for a Carolina player. UNC beats Miami. They do not cover. Top two players from our, two of the top two players for Miami right before the game scratched. So that killed the over because the game played at a much slower tempo because Miami did not have the horses to run with North Carolina. So they played a low scoring tight game and lost. They're going to lose with the up-tempo game. They're going to lose a low scoring game. It didn't matter. They were going to lose, but they covered if Jim Larnay cares about something. But how do you feel about North Carolina going into March? They're not like, they're not going on the ascend. They're on the descend with the way they're playing. I don't know. I think they're so matchup dependent on how they play. They're going to, they're going to kind of morph into different things. Mm-hmm. They're not going to wow anybody unless the team they're playing is that fast up tempo, whatever, and they get going. And then you see one of those games, they'll slog it out with anybody. Um, Defensively, they're, they're really good defensively. And that's one of, that's one of the big keys come March is can you match up defensively and they can match up. I mean, 
Baycott underneath and Davis in the point guard spot, they can match up with pretty much anybody in college basketball. Are they one of those teams that you got to really, you got to worry about how the game's officiated? Ooh, good question. Well, because if they, if there's a lot of fouls being called, they, they could lose. So like they shoot, they, they hit play, 70, like yeah, they, they hit 75% of their free throws. So they can hit their free throws, which is good. They don't put their opponent on the line all that much, which is good. They don't foul a whole lot, but yes, you're right. I mean, if, if they're not the toughest of teams, I'll say that like they're, they're not like a St. John's like gritty, hardcore, hard nose type of basketball team. So they play Houston, they get killed. Right. That's what I mean. Imagine Houston kills them. Right. <laughs> Houston would kill North Carolina because they're not tough enough to handle a team like Houston. They're the number one team. First time this year, Houston gets that little number one ne- yep. number next to them, which means they're now the new hunted team in college basketball. But I, I found this today, Dave, and this is just, we, we've talked about the AP poll and how big of a joke it is. This is real. And, and I'm sorry to call out a fellow media member, but it's got to be done. This is a guy, Brett Bloomquist from the El Paso Times is an AP voter. Mm-hmm. This guy voted Arizona State ninth. On this his, week? This week on his poll. But Arizona don't State. send it in. Ninth. Like, how do you do this? Like, there's no recourse for this. But what? Because he lives in New Mexico. He sees a lot of Arizona State games and he thinks that they're highly underrated. Like putting Arizona State over Kansas and Duke is ridiculous. Like what? I, I, this is why, again, we talked about it a bit yesterday, but I really feel like hopefully one day, like we just come up with like a panel of bookmakers and they get to do all of this. They're the ones who be making the polls. Power ratings mean way more than a guy in some paper writing who put together his top 10 list and puts a 14 and 14 pack 12 team as a top 10 team. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Vic, Vic Ferrari just came in the chat and said, let's go sun devils. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Vic. Um, listen, if there's no accountability to the voting, why have the voting? Agreed. I mean, just, just, just stop it. Like, and again, if you have the privilege to send it in, take it a little seriously. Seriously, right? Just, just, <laughs> just, just take it. I mean, this is a guy having fun at, at, at everyone else's expense. This is going to, you know, does this affect someone's postseason bid? It doesn't. Ornament? But it doesn't, but it's just like you stop and go like, wait, what are we talking about? I mean, Arizona State on Kempom is 116th. They're not even in a tournament. I mean, it's just, just come on. 16th. Like, right, what that's the? a guy having fun. He made a name for himself. Yeah. Hey, we're talking about it. I mean, right. you got attention. I didn't know who the guy was before today. So, okay. I that's, thought it was a mistake when I looked at it on the thing. When you, when you said that, I'm like, yeah. this can't be. He meant to vote for Arizona, right? No, he had like Arizona he, on his poll. He had, he had Arizona in the top five. Yeah. Like he, he, he clearly wanted to put Arizona state somewhere on there, but Either I don't know. Uh, it's one of those things where you're like, "Come on, man! There's no way. Like you didn't actually mean to do that, right?" And maybe he didn't, but you know, AP voters sometimes want attention, and sometimes they play that you know Joker card of like, "Watch this." 
I'm going to put Arizona. Let's see if anybody notices. Because Greg, uh, Gary Parrish of CBS Sports used to do a thing called the poll attacks. He used to take people's AP polls and he used to list them and he would go, what the hell are you talking about? Like, how can you justify this team in this spot? You would have them on the show? No, he'd do a whole article about it. Like he'd take, oh. a, he'd take their poll and rip it apart. Oh. And be like, how do you vote? How do you vote? How is this happening? How is that happening? It was awesome. And he stopped doing it because it became mean. <laughs> like he was attacking his fellow media members left and right. And CBS just said, okay, you know, enough with that. But that was, you know, Gary went from covering football at the Memphis Commercial Appeal to being like the one of the premier college basketball writers and guys like, you know, Seth Davis and him are very tight and very close in what they do. But Gary's got an edge to him. That's why Gary's a talk show host in Memphis. Gary will attack people for stupid stuff. That's a stupid thing. <laughs> like that's a really stupid thing to do. So it's, but it happens more and more. The ACC's in the news because one of their coaches decided to get loose on his talk show and he's calling out the Big 12. Mm. I'm not going to read you the entire quote, but basically what he's talking about is that there is a way to manipulate the net rating. And the Big 12 has managed to do this with their scheduling. He's saying, so the Big 12, they're playing eight non-conference games, or eight non-conference games, seven non-conference games against low-level teams and increasing their net, which is including the offensive and defensive efficiency numbers, which is why I use that with Kempom so much in my handicapping because that's what they use really now for who is good and who is not. Then when they all get into league play, their totals are higher, their net rankings are higher, and so their teams are perceived to be a little bit better than average. This is Brad Brown, uh, Brunel from Clemson, whose team is not most likely, well, they could make the dance. They're, they're one of the, you know, they're on the cusp of potentially making the NCAA tournament. Do you, in the book, I know you guys don't care about coaches' opinions, but like how much when it comes to the bracket, if we're seeing more Big 12 teams in and less ACC teams in, does that impact the futures market at all, or is it just an individual team? I think it would, the answer is probably twofold. It's probably more an individual team until it becomes overwhelmingly, you know, if it's 9-3. Right, or 9-4, because it could be 9-4. It's, it's going to be, you have to weigh that into account, and then... When you see the bracket, only two max can get in depending on what sides of the bracket they're on. Like if there's three ACC teams, you can only have two in a Final Four max. If you have nine teams, you could have all four in a Final Four. If there's four on one side and four on the other, you know, one's in a play-in or whatever. Like, So it just becomes a numbers game. More than anything, uh, did this Clemson coach say the quiet part out loud? I don't know. He said the quiet part out loud. We we've had coaches like one of my most famous interviews was with a guy named Barry Hinson, who at the time was the coach of Missouri State, whose team at the time was the highest rated RPI team ever to be left out of the NCAA tournament. They were 21st in the RPI back when RPI was a thing. The rating percentage index used to be a website called RPI yeah. something.com or something. But they were 21st and they had a camera on Barry Hinson and on Selection Sunday, they got left out. 
And Barry Hinson was just, he was a puddle on national TV. And so I had coach on my show and I had him on consistently. And like, he just went on, he's known for going on these rants. He's did it he, yesterday. It popped up again because of something with, with SIU in Southern Illinois. He was the coach there and he went on this huge rant against the media. And like, he's a very passionate guy. He, we've been having these arguments about the math for a long time because the math doesn't always equate to the game. Like people who know basketball will watch it. That they looked at that Missouri State team and like that's an at-large team. Like that team should be one of the top sixty-four teams. It was sixty-four at the time, one of the top sixty-four teams in the dance. So like you look at some of the ACC teams and like Virginia's a team that belongs in tournaments. Like I watch Virginia right. and I'm like they belong in. I watch Clemson and at times I'm like they look they belong they belong in the tournament. I watch Vod Tech and they play tonight against Syracuse and you watch them on the road and you're like, you're garbage. You don't belong in the tournament. Mm. You don't belong to get an at-large bid. So just because you're from a power conference team doesn't mean you get in. But the math manipulation conversation has been going on forever. That like right. you, you guys don't play anybody in the non-conference and then you get in a conference and you beat each other up. So all your numbers get higher and everybody gets to be getting get in the tournament. So I don't know if you said the quiet part out loud, but it's the first time we've heard this in a while that a conference is manipulating things and it, it reeks of jealousy. ACC used to be the big boy for years and years. Now it's the big 12. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I, I These ratings, I, I, I used to do it with B. How every week when we were doing eight in a box, you come with these rating numbers and all this other nonsense. And I'd be like, the line's four. Mm. You, you know, you land or take. It's all that mattered. Like, and that's all that really matters out here. It's funny. I ran into um, Kenny White last night at the nice. uh, at the game. We were joking, like, what would the line be with the Globetrotters mm. and the Generals? It was 10 and a half, 11. Long-time handicapper, Kenny White, by the way. Yeah, Kenny White. He, well, he did the numbers for um, Las Vegas Sports Consultants, LVSC. Now he's on CBS Sports and talking about this stuff. I said, how's the college basketball been? He's like, man, he goes, as wide open as ever right now. That sums it up. They can manipulate all they want or in other conferences can say they are. It ain't helping them in March. I don't think it is. Here are your latest FanDuel numbers as of this morning mm. to win the national championship. That top line of UConn, Houston, Purdue has been pretty much the consistent through the last, I don't know, two Forever? months. Two months. <laughs> right. The second and third lines are the interesting ones to me. Look at Auburn at 20 to 1. They were 50 to 1 about, I don't know, seven weeks ago. They were. Some people have some really big tickets on Auburn to win it all. Now, do I think they win it all? No, but look how tightly bunched these teams are from Arizona to Illinois. 13 to 1 to 35 to 1. And any one of those teams, if they cut down the nets, if Kansas cut down the nets, if Kentucky cut down the nets, if Duke cut down the nets, Marquette, Arizona, North Carolina, I mean, I think the biggest shockers in there would probably be like Baylor, you know, Creighton, Tennessee. 
But anyone else? I mean, this is absolutely wide open. So if you look at that list, you could count um, 12 teams from that second line down, down. to that down to Baylor. Yep. And the lowest number was 13 to 1. So I'm not saying to do this, but you could bet them all and still make money. But at the top three teams, you mean by fading? You got to beat the favorite. This is yeah. this is what horse racing guys do. Analogy. And I'm not a horse guy. So before you guys call me a horse guy, I'm not a horse guy. Okay. But you always try to beat the favorite. So, you know, you get you get the basically anyone to come in from around, you know, down the rail or around the corner in the last turn and beats Houston, Purdue, and Connecticut all can't win. And two of them are gonna play each other. In a semifinal, you think if that's your final four, yeah, if that's the final four, yeah, so somebody else can get in. I mean, those three could be the final four if they're all number one seeds, and then somebody else. Well, if you have that somebody else at a big number, you know, you'll be able to get out of the bet, ride with the bet. You but you bet a, a bunch of those knowing that they're going to go to the can, but. I can't believe it. That that was great. I hadn't looked at the the past the six in a week. That past the six market has opened up. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's Iowa State, Alabama, Creighton, Kentucky, Kansas, Illinois. Those six teams, all six could make the final four. All six could make it. You could put you in a spot where you will be. I mean, I have a 30 to one ticket on Creighton. I have a what do I have? 15 to one on UConn, uh, on, on North Carolina. I have a 12 to one in Arizona and I have a 30, I have a 20 to one on Marquette. Mm. So the numbers are pretty much right. where kind of where I am already with four teams, but I'm definitely eyeballing Kentucky at 30 to one. Yeah. I'm eyeballing Kansas at 35 to one, Illinois at 35 to one. Yep. I mean, those, that line right there of Kentucky, Kansas, Illinois, if that was three of your four final four teams, nobody right. would be stunned. Not at all. Be like, okay, like that's brand names, hot teams, power coaches. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> you can see it. Like we could be in for one of those insane marches where like, not to say Houston and UConn lose in the first round, but like in the sweet 16, we might only have like two first, two one seeds. And then by the elite eight, we have none. And all the one seeds are gone. I'm seriously. There's days where I'm like, yeah, I miss being in the book or me, you know, miss being like March Badness. You literally put up the numbers and just you could turn it on autopilot. You don't have to do anything because it's usually close and it's hard and it's this and it's that. This year, I would set the numbers up in paint and just let it go. Right. Go like this. Go ahead. Come and bet. We're going to have Kentucky playing Kansas in the second round. CBW, I'm going to say this. If we're in, if we somehow get to the final four and on Monday night, the championship game, if the Jays are there, we'll be there Saturday for sure. I will then stay in Arizona oh, sure. and I will try to go to the national championship. hundred percent. If the Creighton Blue Jays win the national championship. Oh, I don't even know what's going to happen. <laughs> 
I will be in the locker room. <laughs> That's what I will bust down a door to get into the locker room. I, I 100% <laughs> will be documenting the whole thing. I will be wow. going absolutely wow. he gets loose. crazy if the oh, Jays win the national championship. I would be so excited. All timer. All timer. Oh I don't know. It, like it, it would be a weird one for me because like I want it so badly, but I didn't go to Creighton. I'm not from Omaha. Like there's all these different things. I'm, I'm so close to the program because I've covered it for so long. Yeah. It would be such an amazing accomplishment for all of the people who have watched that school play at the smallest of levels. Even making the final four would be stupid. Like if they're playing in Arizona, I'll fall over. Like it'll be awesome. I'm going to be betting against the Jays from the sweet 16 on. <laughs> like I'm going to be, I have a 30 to one ticket on them. I'm just going to go ahead and start betting against oh, them yeah. come the sweet 16. So, you know, Look, you guys can say this all you want, but you are forgetting that the Jays were a layup away from the Final Four last year. A layup away. You forget the San Diego State game. I understand that people think like they're anti, but I'm just telling you, you are forgetting that the draw matters and how you perform matters. And playing in conference is much different than playing in the tournament. And Coach McDermott is a hell of a coach in tournament play. Just look at his record. Some guys are really good at tournaments. Coach McDermott's really good, really, really good. JR three 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 one two. Johnny Parlay made Dave Parker his uh, his his <laughs> little icon. You guys are doing great work. Look at that, Dave Parker. <laughs> That's, That's from if you uh, you hear some noise, it's just me and the boys, Bob. Defensively, I mean, teams when when you're looking at. The, the bracket when it comes out, if you want to know what, what I do for, for I, I always look at the head coach, head coaching head coaches matter a ton in March point guard play on the court is the most important. And the second is whether or not they can win in different ways. And the problem with the great blue Jays, they can't win in different ways. So they got to be scorching hot the entire time. It can happen. You can go nuclear for four to five games and you can shoot your way. I mean, Carmelo Anthony did it for Syracuse. <laughs> Got stupid hot, couldn't miss, lit up, you know, hit every shot he could take. If you're hot on offense, you can go and you can go deep into the tournament. So, you know what really sucks that I found out yesterday, by the way, which really pissed me off? Nebraska's going to get to play in Omaha. So at what? Chai Center. It's a Creighton Blue Jay Arena. They're not allowed. Oh. The Jays can't play there because it's their home arena. It's, the rules are against it. You're not allowed to play there. So the Jays get sent on the road while Nebraska gets to go up the road to a place where they've already played. I guess not well, last year, not this year. They played at home this year. That's the rules. I know that, but that's like the Raiders having to watch the Chiefs use their locker room for the Super Bowl. That sucks. That's like son of a like really like you know, watch them because it's going to be Kansas. Kansas will be sent to Omaha. And Nebraska most likely will be like an eight or a nine seed or a 10 seed. And they're, they're going to get sent to Nebraska, to Omaha as well. Oh, because they keep them yeah. regional regionalized. Yeah. Duh, duh, duh. That I, I was like, come on. I learned that yesterday. That I was like, that sucks. So, all right, on to football. The bears are saying that they're going to quote, do right by quarterback, Justin Fields, and that they're going to make a swift decision on his future as the quarterback. Does this mean a trade is coming in your opinion? Does this mean a trade is coming? Yeah. 
I have no idea what this means. What does that even mean? Do right. So everyone's wondering about, right? What we do, do you, you want to do right. It's if it's coming fast, I think we're going to see, I think he's getting traded. Put it in the chat, boys and girls. Because multiple teams have made offers for Justin Fields. What does do right mean? Let, <laughs> well, let him just type it. Okay. What, what does that, that mean? I, I'm curious. We got a lot of witty guys. We got a lot of funny, funny people. There's Nikki Ceramello says he stays in Chicago. Is that come on, LL? No way. We ain't have God to be awful. Yes, Gordon. I I believe I think that's right. I think there's a really good chance he's coming. He's coming. One star to Vegas. I think he's coming here. No one said Pittsburgh yet. I you know it's weird too. Like that that has really died down. That was a that was a hot, hot topic for about two weeks. And that's really calmed down. Like two days. No, that was. I mean, came you, and went in your home market. It was a two-week one. Nationally, it was a two-day market. Oh, two they talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback three sixty-five. There, right? Never stops. But yeah, no one, no one put Pittsburgh. <laughs> They're giving him the jeter. <laughs> Give him fruit basket and best wishes in his future endeavors. There you go. That's the jeter. The yeah, gold watch. <laughs> get a gold watch. Thanks for being here for four years. Feels the Savannah bananas. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what do right is. <laughs> Joel Onler said, let me ask the wife. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fair. I I RJ, I can only imagine this must be 365 because the Cubs aren't really a great story. The White Sox are gonna suck. The Bears, I mean the Blackhawks are god awful and the Bulls suck. So really, what's else in Chicago to talk about right now than the quarterback spot for the Bears? Like that's it. I got caught up in a thread today on Twitter. Some guy, I think he's in Phoenix, made showed the Patrick Kane goal in Chicago and said, "How can you actually be a fan of this team and cheer for the other team winning oh, in overtime?" I just in okay. That's just because you don't live there. You don't get it. And I was like, "What are you talking about?" We celebrated Ray Bork winning the cup like we won the cup. We gave him a parade. Ray Bork had his own fucking parade in Boston with the cup. One guy. What's wrong with that? Nothing wrong with it, but people like made people still make fun of that. From other cities. Oh, yeah. Other cities completely make fun of that. That Ray Bork had his own parade. Didn't win it, but Ray Bork, Ray Bork was <laughs> had his own ticker tape parade. Yeah, I, I mean, but Patrick Kane won three Stanley Cups and is, yeah. the, is arguably the best American-born hockey player ever. Oh, I'm He's cool. In with that it. discussion. I'm cool. He with came back to Chicago. Yeah. What are you not going to cheer him? You're an idiot if you don't cheer. Him. I would agree, if, especially if he brought you any bit of joy in his 16 years of watching him play. Yeah, who are you sitting in a different city to say you should? Yeah, what kind of fan base are you? What Patriot fans celebrated the Tampa Bay Bucks winning it all? We loved it for Brady. It's great. It's fine. I, it's, I put. It's, it's good. I put. You know, and after all of that, uh, you know with what Patrick Kane did for the city and for them, the people in the stands, Chicago's last in the points in the NHL and the people in the stands probably had the Red Wings money line on their tickets. And that's why they were cheering too. The guy loved it. He was like, Oh, good point. This is do right. I don't know. It means I wouldn't be surprised if he stays. Oh my gosh. I can't see it. I, can't I would be see surprised. It. The books don't agree. I mean, because 
it's it's basically if you look at the odds, it's coming down to the second and third pick right now. I mean, the books it's it's pretty wild right. to, to, to look at the numbers as yeah. to what the books have put up here for uh for the second and th- for the second and third picks. So you've got Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Jaden Daniels, Drake May. Caleb's going one. <laughs> like they think he might go to. I mean, it's thirty, you know, plus you know, thirty to one to go three. They even fall to three. The interesting thing here is the Patriots have the third pick in the draft, and Marvin Harrison Jr. is plus two seventy. That's going to piss off Patriot fans. But they get Jane Daniels, maybe not. Drake May, though. I mean, it's Caleb and Drake May in Jaden Daniels. That's your one, two, three. That's your order as of today, end of February for the draft in April. And I'm, I'm not sold that that's going to change hmm. between now and then maybe Marvin Harrison jr. Comes up and becomes part of it, but I don't think we're going to see like a dramatic swing in that with two and with, with two and three, but quarterback, 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 the Patriots new GM slash director of personnel held a press conference today in Indianapolis, in which he basically said without saying it, that both Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi are gone. So, Oh, that's why he essentially said, we need a quarterback who, who elevates the talent around him. And we need a quarterback who's not going to show up his, his, his opponents, show up his teammates when things aren't going the right way. Oh, which is basically what Mac Brown, what Mac Jones did consistently last year for the Patriots. Wow. Didn't raise his opponent, not very athletic and ripped on everyone, including the coaches when things didn't go right. So the prevailing opinion is the Patriots just opened the door and said, see ya. And we learned that the Patriots new director of personnel has final say over the roster, not the head coach, not Gerard Mayo. Wow. So, Gerard Mayo might go, Hey Mac, you're my guy. Come on. But it, it's, it's weird because the Patriots were so long. Belichick wouldn't say anything in Indianapolis. Like he was like state secrets, like right. get away from me. Right. This guy basically like laid out the blueprint as to what they're looking for in the next quarterback. And we learned that Gerard Mayo is going to be given training wheels. Like you're going to be a part of that. You're a part of this, but like Robert Kraft is not comfortable handing him the keys or anyone for that matter, the keys to the kingdom again. He's going to craft very well. Might be, as I've told you on this show, he's becoming Jerry. <laughs> he's becoming Jerry Jones now. Just saying. Oh God. I've told Patriot fans. I don't want to see look at the Dallas like Cowboys. Look at the Dallas Cowboy fan base. And it's like watching your grandfather. Like that's what you're going to be. Like you're going to turn it. We're going to be them. We're, we're, we're going to be, I'm 47. I'm going to be 67, you know, MFing. Robert, the Robert Kraft family, because Jonathan Kraft is only like 50. So he's going to run the team for the next 40 years. He's not, you know, what the hell else is Jonathan Kraft going to do? See how much he's in the dynasty. Jonathan Kraft talks more than Robert does. That's on purpose. They want to oh. make sure everybody realizes that the heir apparent is sitting right there really? already. Okay. Oh yeah. Jonathan Kraft's going to have Robert's getting up. Robert's time is almost done. He's still there right now, but he's slowing down. And at some point, Jonathan Kraft's going to be the guy and he's going to be the owner and he's the one that's going to call the shots for the Patriots. And I think we're going to be in trouble. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> just, I think. For, for all the people that love the Patriots as much as... Just saying, do, I hope I'm wrong. I hope, I hope Gerard Mayo is is going to do amazing things. I'm just 
you know, if I die with six championships, I'm not going to be surprised. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I don't think I'm going to see another one. I'm good with six. I got six. I had a ball. The dynasty is, is as our friend Fitzy calls it, it's Pat's, it's Pat's porn all the time. And it's tremendous to watch. So I'm just going to take that with me and be happy with those memories. The Broncos and Sean Payton today said that within two weeks before free agency starts, Russell Wilson will be told what they're doing with him. There's no way he's going back to the Broncos, right? This is done. This is, it would be more surprising if he goes back to the Broncos than if Fields goes back to the Bears. The hit for me is monster. I mean, it is a monster salary cap hit if they trade them or get rid of them. Mm. I don't know. Put it in the chat, boys. Where's Russell? Where's Russell Wilson end up? And don't say Steelers. Right. <laughs> the Broncos approached Wilson about waiving a guaranteed five-year, $242 million contract he signed in 2022. The guarantee would give Wilson, who's already guaranteed $39 million in 24, whether he's on the team or not, another $37 million, which is his 25 25- who salary. signed that deal? <laughs> Guaranteed if he could not pass a physical on the fifth day of the new year. I mean, they actually went to him and said, would you consider waiving your contract and we'll give you $37 million for next year? We'll, we'll, it, it, the 25. So we'll give you this year's 34, next year's 37, because we'll save $100 million and not give it to you. He has a guaranteed contract. He's like, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> they signed the deal. Horrible contract. One of the worst contracts in the history of the NFL. So how does that, how does that call go? Hey, (laughs) hold on. We're going to call Russell right now. Hold on. Hello? It's Russ. Hey, you cooking? No. (laughs) Sit down. Okay. Hold on. You know that guaranteed contract you signed? Sierra on on speaker. She got to hear this. No, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Russ. No, seriously. We're going to, we got to talk to you for a second. Yeah. That guaranteed contract you signed for all that money? Would you consider canceling it? <laughs> and Russ is on the other side, like, hold on, Sierra, wait, listen to this. <laughs> they want me to cancel the guarantee. It's but what the fuck is going on here? $85 million in dead cap money if they waive them. $85 million. It's so are they out knocking on doors going, please take it? <laughs> oh, they they're, they're praying somebody please. would be willing because it's not as bad if they take the contract off their books. It's still a big hit, but it's not $85 million. If they waive him, it is a historic amount of money. $85 million over the next two years essentially kneecaps the team. Like, they can't do anything. <laughs> their roster is going to be horrific, and this will be year two and three of Sean Payton. So – they're praying somebody saves them. Someone please take this contract. Take Help us. We'll give you, we'll give you 60 million of it. Right. We'll pay for all of it. We'll do whatever we can do we'll, to get we'll, out of well, it. Not all of it. We'll, we'll pay for You get Russell Wilson and we'll give you 60 million of the guaranteed 80 or whatever. Yeah. You guys got to pick up something. We'll pick up 75% of it. Nobody's still going to do it. Nope. Because he's not any good. That's the problem. That's the problem. Is any like, good? What are you getting? You're getting, you're getting a cooked Russ. He ain't yep. cooking no more. He's cooked. 
Man, oh man, this part of the season makes my head hurt because I want to know who inside the building said, yes, this is the deal we should do with Russell Wilson right now. Sign this. This is a good point, CBW. The Seahawks got got torched. Remember that? They're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Smart. He wants two more Super Bowls. Yeah, I want two more too for the Patriots. Ain't happening. What that said? What he wants? What he said on the "I am the athlete" podcast? He wants two more Super Bowls before he's what done. What is the "I am the athlete"? I am. It's athlete. a podcast. Oh, do people listen to that? Sure. Yeah. I mean, just wondering because he said he wants two more Super Bowls. I wonder <laughs> who actually is hearing that because <laughs> nobody. But like, what? Everyone's saying that I want it. How about just make the playoffs one more time? Right. On whatever team you're on. I mean. The Browns would take him. They like stupid quarterback deals. <laughs> Fair. Good call, Dave. Good call, Stage Daily Picks. Probably not a bad That's deal. A good line. That's probably. My goodness gracious. Yeah. I don't think he. Look, look, this is going to go down as one of the more horrific signings in the history of the NFL. And Sean Payton has to live with this. I mean, he has to sit there and take this. And I mean, this is a bad deal. This is a bad, bad deal. Make a decision in two weeks. What do they? They got somebody driving around, flying around the NFL cities, going, "Please take them." What do we got to do? What do we got to do? Yeah, I mean, the problem is going to be that you can't like put Russ as a backup. No, like Russ will be a disaster as a backup quarterback. So how many? Like if you're someone's bringing up like Josh Allen and and the and the Bills, like get a veteran backup in case your 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 star goes down. You'll have someone to keep the keep the seat warm. You can't put Russell Wilson as a backup quarterback. He'll be an absolute cancer. Like you can't. I got the perfect place for him. It just Where? hit me. The Jets. To back up Aaron or to start for Aaron? Back him up. No, he can't back up anybody. He cannot be a backup quarterback. Russell Wilson oh. cannot be a backup quarterback. He is guy. He just will be a disaster. All the money, Jets, just in case you need a backup. <laughs> you didn't have a backup last year. The guy got hurt. It was a disaster. Now you get the best backup walking planet Earth. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, he's the most annoying backup in the world. You cannot put him as a backup quarterback. That guy will be a disaster. Listen, you say to him, you can stay here and sit the bench and get paid in Denver. Or, or. <laughs> you go to be the backup for Aaron Rodgers. You know he's going to get hurt. You're going to play, and you're in New York. Sierra can come, bring the kids. Let's go to New York. Pack it up. That that would be the best pitch is that it's New York. He might listen a little bit to that, but then it's, you're not playing. Oh, I'm not playing. Yeah, not, no, not happening. It's not going to happen. You can, you, can you imagine? He could do Jets country. Let's ride. Oh. Jets country. Let's ride. I love it. Go Thank there. You. Go there. Sure. Deep six them again. I'm all in. Go. Interesting, Nick, to the Panthers. Interesting. Have him be in there to kind of mentor, but does he want to mentor anybody? Is the question. They're raising ticket prices. No more Super Bowls there. (laughs) They're raising their ticket prices in Carolina, too, by the way. (laughs) This year? (laughs) Worst team in the league, 4% hike on all their ticket prices. Who makes that decision? The owner, Tepper, decides, oh, we're raising ticket prices. <laughs> like, wait a minute, you had empty Now's seats. The perfect time to take them down 5%. I would agree. Yeah. We just people. had the worst season we had. Back to back. We traded away our pick. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 
So what we're going to do is you more and raise the prices. We no. could have had we could have had back to back, right? Like we could have had back to back first picks overall. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> what are we Can't doing? Happen. Commanders would be perfect. You know, I, I I think that that's not horrible sports Avengers for him to go to go to the Commanders, but the Commanders are going to draft a quarterback most likely at, at number two. It could be Drake May. So maybe you put Russ there. Who's been in Washington? Russell Wilson? No, uh, that's true. No, he hasn't been in Washington. That's right. No, he hasn't been. I don't mind the Commanders though. Man's already been in Washington. Oh, Washington State, he means. He's already been in Washington, Washington State. This oh. is Washington, D.C. So he's just comparing. I don't mind oh. it. Commanders seem to commanders could be okay for him. Yeah, I don't mind it. They need a they need someone to hold this. Guys, he, how is he perfect for them? Because do you know how much Sam got hit last year? Right. In Washington? Right. Like he's not perfect for a team with turnstiles for offensive linemen. You're wearing the Carolina hat. It's interesting because they could have the last two first round picks out of Carolina both play in Washington. That would be weird. <laughs> Sam Howell and Drake May. And Drake May was recruited to go to Carolina from Alabama when kind of surprisingly, Sam Howell went out, declared. So once he declared for the draft, that's when Sam Howell flipped from Alabama to, to Carolina and became the starting quarterback. Immediately. So that's funny that the commanders could be a place where it all kind of lines up with your Carolina hat. It's becomes the Washington Tar Heels. I don't know about that. Move. Oh, and Dan Quinn, that's a good point. In Dan Quinn being the coach of the, of, of the commanders, knowing Russ from his time in Seattle. That's not bad. Guys are making a good case. That's, that's not. The commanders may be a decent landing spot for him. That, that might actually make sense for him to wind up going there. Huh? We'll have to watch it because it's not going to well, end. I mean, if they get rust, they don't go draft a quarterback, do they? No, they do. I think because what they would do basically is you know play him for a year, and then they'd have to figure out what to do with Russ. So, Sam Howe, bye-bye? Yes, that, yes that, would be the, that would be the one that would be gone. <laughs> I don't know if Sam Howell can if, – if you're Sam Howell, are you comfortable – Having Drake May behind you? Like, Russ at least knows he's on the back nine. Sam's in the prime of his career. Sam's like four years older than Drake May. I don't know. Yes, if you're confident in your ability and, like, you're confident in if he beats me out, he's going to play. Okay, but he can get hurt. He's a young guy. He could have a bad couple starts. So, Brendan put me back in. Like, that's why I think the dynamic, yes, you're pissed off at first when you compete for the job and you don't make it. But, like, if Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph go into the Steelers with an even competition and the better guy plays, the other guy, yeah, you might be upset, but you can't have a beef. Like, so if if they draft Drake May and bring him in and he beats out Sam Howe, what's the worst that could happen? Sam Howe's one year into the league, not playing, behind a guy who's perceived to be better. Okay, stay around, be a good teammate, find your way out to another team, or accept the role. I I don't mind Sam Howe. Y- your point about him getting hit a lot last year is absolutely correct. Oh, He got battered. Oh. He got completely and totally battered last you year. You watched them play. I mean, he was getting up and his helmet was sideways. <laughs> He's looking through his ear hole. And they're like, killed. oh, Washington stinks. Washington's getting killed. He's yeah. getting, Sam's getting destroyed. 
And they do have good receivers. I, I like Washington skill players a lot. It's just the line was complete garbage. <laughs> and Sam got hit a lot. <laughs> it's true. So we'll watch that. Uh, front page story, ESPN.com this morning. I found this to be interesting. Does the NBA have a scoring problem? In the article, it, it cites the fact that this is the highest scoring ga- league average year since 1969-1970. We've seen more 70-point games, more 60-point games. That players are going crazy and there's nothing that the league. When did offense become bad? Thank you. When, Tell them. When did Tell this, I got the listening glasses when on because I was going to say it. You say it. When did offense become a problem for any league? Like all these leagues have done are pass rules to make it more advantageous for the offense to score. Yes. I mean, the Chiefs did not, the Chiefs during the regular season were the number one most penalized team for holding calls in the NFL. In the Super Bowl, the last two, they've had zero holding calls. Because <laughs> they want offense in the Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> like, they, they want offense. Like, leagues, I mean, the hand check rule has been taken away. You can't put your hand on a guy in the NBA anymore. Because if you do that, that's an automatic foul. Wow. You know, player control foul. Freedom of movement. You've heard all these things in college basketball. They tried right. college basketball to open it up. In the NHL, they got more ticky-tack penalties than ever before in the NHL to give power plays. I, I don't understand this idea that there's a problem because the headline is, should the NBA do something about it? I'm, I'm going to do something about it. What's the NBA is not going to do yeah, anything. Four but- games on TV is <laughs> what you should do. And then odds makers make the totals higher. Although – it's on another run right now. Well, that and that's why I'm going to bring this up because you quoted this, you know, Matt Jacob who covers the gambling world. The NBA since the All-Star break is 29-10 and 1 to the under. Yep. That's 74.4%. Yep. Have games that have gone under, including a 10-0 and 1 on Sunday and an 8 and 2 run to the under on Friday. Mhm. So do we are we seeing the numbers getting so high that the books are just putting it up on a shelf that no team can get at? Well, yeah, I think, well, uh, one, it's being bet that way. Okay. Right. So does the NBA have a scoring problem? Absolutely not. Does the NBA have a defense problem? Maybe defense is not being played as much as it was. The NBA have a three point shooting problem. They love to shoot the threes. So the game is changing. There's more three-point shots being taken now than ever. And they're making more of them. So the score will go up. I remember remember when we were doing cash considerations like six years ago, Alan Bird came in and we we did our NBA segment. And he goes, Dave, three is more than two. Right. And I said, yeah, I know. But you're good with the math. What does that mean? He goes, the guys have figured out. The analytics guys, they'd yeah. rather shoot threes than make twos. Yeah. So you have to adjust the totals. Perfect. I mean, yeah. most yeah. NBA coaches and most college coaches now that you talk to will tell you that they want every shot inside the paint or every shot outside the arc. Yeah. That's where they want every shot. Yeah. Those, layup. Uh, they want a layup or a three. Nothing else in between. Right. Which I still think if you can make those shots – with consistency or create those shots and make those shots with consistency, you'll prevent those long scoring droughts. Mm -hmm. The other team's big runs. You'll be in more games, Mm -hmm. but 
you're right. I think that's not that's not a part of the game. It seems like it's not a part of the college game at well, all. Well, right, because I mean a layup, a shot inside the paint is a layup mostly, right? Or a trip to the free throw line. Or a trip to the free throw line, right? Or a foul. So you're, you're attacking the rim. When you attack the rim, it's a high percentage shot. So even if you miss, you're going to make 75% of those shots. You go behind the arc. If you take 30, 40, you know, say 30 shots behind the arc, if you're hitting 40% of them, that's more points than if you hit 50% of twos. So that's how they've calculated the numbers where lower percentage, higher value. That's why it's better to shoot a three. Than a two. I mean, Coach McDermott right. says all the time, like he gets mad at his players if they shoot a 16 foot jump shot. He's like, What the hell are you doing? It's like, just step back yeah. and shoot the three. Right. Like, don't shoot a two, shoot a three. They want you back behind the arc. So that's the way the game's played. Steph Curry has changed things. The Warriors changed things dramatically. Dramatically. But you still have players that will attack the rim. And those are still players in the NBA that do, I mean, have Anthony Edwards comes to mind. Guys without, I mean, amazing athletic ability put the ball on the ground and go and they explode to the rim and they had normally get to the rim with high percentages and they score a lot. I mean, you know, teams aren't defending the rim the way they used to seven footers shoot more threes than block shots. I mean, that's insanity. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. Say that again. Seven footers in the NBA shoot more threes, hit more threes than they do block shots. I don't even know what planet we're on. That's, that's, that's just the, where, where we live. It's just we're in a crazy, wacko world. <sighs> but that's the NBA. The NBA is not about defense. It's about offense. And they've built it this way. And you've drafted this way. I mean, Victor Wembeyama is seven foot four. He shoots three to five threes a game. Yeah, that was <laughs> a good bet the other day. Mm, went over. No, it didn't. It went under. What do you mean? He shot, he made three. Oh, that, oh, I'm sorry. I, I bet it twice. Sorry. I bet it again. I bet it two times. The okay. next time it didn't hit. Oh, I hit it. I hit it once and I came back and bet it again the next time. And I parted oh, with his points. Okay. I took, I took, I, I got, I got cute and said, all right, so it hit the last time we're going to go over one and a half made threes and we're going to go over 23 and a half points. He ended with 22 points in one of three on threes. <laughs> hit one more three, hit both bets. <laughs> Piss me off. Damn. Damn it. So it's just one of those things. All right. Uh, we'll get to the games here in, in a second. They'll take place tonight, but I, I want to bring this to the, normally I would put this topic at the end of the show in, in, in bonus time, but I thought it might be appropriate to talk about it during yes. the main part of the show, just because it is, I don't want to say it's the number one topic going on right now, but it's a pretty darn big topic in the sports betting industry. Yep. That Saturday Night Live did a, uh, a, a swipe, a take, uh, a skit on the rock bottom Kings where betters can place wagers on how their friends will lose money gambling. And I think by now everyone has seen this. I'm not going to play it because of the YouTube strike potential that comes from copyrighted material. But by now, everybody, you can search rock bottom Kings and you'll find it in two seconds. It'll come up really quickly. There's an account on the Twitter now, rock bottom Kings. Brilliant, smart. They're following us. Oh, they really brilliant. Yeah. That's tremendous. Good. Yeah. So shout out to you. Smart. Rock bottom Kings for following us on Twitter. So what is, I, I think there's something greater to talk about other than like they nailed the industry. They got it right. I think we should pay attention to the fact that SNL even did this. The fact that they chose to do this to me speaks volumes about how many people know somebody 
who's a who's getting in trouble with gambling. Oh, who's, who's doing stupid things? I've been saying it since it started, since they passed, and a lot of people that have been in the business a long time are going. They're going to come at you, and you ain't going to know it's coming until it's too late, and there's going to be a problem. Dave, you're old. Dave, you're yelling at the clouds. Dave, you don't know shit. Okay. You got SNL. And and Shane Gillis is from eastern Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. a pocket of the country where there's more bookies and stuff going on and has been for decades. Everybody sees the ads. I've been saying it. I love to watch the broadcast of the games, especially like the last couple days has been hockey nonstop. But I'll watch each market. That's one of the best things about ESPN Plus. Right. Agreed. Which market? So you watch the market because, like you said, you learn stuff. Yeah. I love the stuff in between periods. It's just fun. There are so many ads for gambling. Like, in period things, in between period things, commercials, nonstop. I've seen these companies going, oh, that's where sports interaction is. Oh, that's where Betway is. Oh, this is while wow, they're doing this on here. Like, it's it's insufferable to people that aren't in the space. That's what that that's what that SNL skit said to me. People are like, because it resonated with so many people, like, ha, they got it. There's a there's there's a lot of truth in dark humor, too. There's every comic will tell you that. Every that comic was a little too close to home for some people. I think. That's well, that was my why I phrased it like this is should we be paying attention to it? Because the second half of that skit, the first half was dead on. Everyone's like, oh my God, these ads are so annoying. The second half of that ad was about problem gambling, was about somebody you can bet on your friend. They put the parlay together of losing his house, losing his wife, betting on some WNBA game to get whole, right? All things that we have known people who have chased, who have tried to make themselves whole, who have tried to hit that last big play to get it back. I got the play. I, I, I got it. It's, it's, it's going to happen. And they're making a parody of it and making fun of it. But like, I thought to myself, holy shit, it's mainstream. They know. Everyone knows somebody right now who's doing this. Everyone who has people in their life who is running the risk of doing something really stupid when it comes to sports betting. They're redlining. And when does the engine break? To me, I found it funny. I was laughing my ass off, but I've wa- I went back and watched it multiple times. And by the third or fourth time watching it, I just came back to the same realization of like, this is bad. Like, I thought it was funny. And now I'm like, oh no. Like the secret is out. Like this is going to be seen by somebody and somebody who's in a place of power is going to go, wait, is that like a known thing that everyone's got people in their lives that are addicted to gambling? my job that that's my job. My job is to protect the public from that. My job is I'm a consumer protection person or I'm somebody on some, you know, FTC board in Washington. Are we letting these guys do whatever they want? 
Are we lining up people? Are, are we not watching what's happening? This is everyone knows this secret. This is a joke. And everyone finds this to be funny. Everyone's laughing at addicts. Everyone's laughing about this. Like, ha ha, 10 team parlay lost his wife, his kid, his family. Everyone, ha ha, real funny. You guys find this funny? Like I can literally, I can seal the, I can see the wheels in some person's head turning while watching that ad and watching the public laugh at it and go, you all know this? Like this is a known thing? Oh, we got to, we got to have a conversation about this guys. What are we doing on this? It looked like a certain company's ads too. Well, they made, they made the joke. It's why we have big fireworks and, 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 and flames and, and everything else. They made fun of themselves with that. Like, we know what we're doing. So, like. It was it was painfully obvious what they were doing. And, again, call it tug-in-cheek, satire, whatever it is. There's a lot of truth in, in comedy. And talk about saying the quiet part out loud. They said <laughs> the quiet part out loud. Um, and it's supposed to make you think. I purposely didn't retweet it. Because I think it, it it is sending a message. Like, sorry, Will. You guys are fucking it up. You guys are fucking it up. Plain and simple. You are, with what you're doing, making light of something that shouldn't be made light of. Vic, I think you're misunderstanding my point. I, I'm I'm actually on the other side of all of this, Okay. Just to be clear as to what my point is, some people are addicted to the gym. I, I'm not talking about addiction, all right? Addiction exists in everything. I, I'm the person who wants to legalize everything. Like, I want to legalize all drugs, like all of them. And I, I want to let adults do adult things. I'm talking about the way other people are going to perceive it. Talking about people who are elected <laughs> to have causes that they need evidence to go to the public with and say, I'm going to do this. Politicians are elected by the public. You have to remember that, okay? They're always working for an angle to get their couch topic, whatever it might be. And the public then to go, yes, I like that. I'm voting for that guy. So it's not in my opinion. I'm saying that, and Dave's right when he says this, we're screwing this up. The sports betting industry being left unchecked right now is not going to happen for I don't know how much longer, but it's it's got a it's on its last legs of being unchecked. There's going to be guardrails that are going to come to America. It happened in England. I don't know how many times David said this on the air. You want to see what what our future is? Look at England. That's our future. We're going to have guardrails. They have they have restrictions on deposits. They couldn't trust people to restrict themselves so they had and they couldn't trust the books to say you know what this guy's deposited 2500 today maybe we should shut him off maybe there should be a limit at some point no so they had to government had to step in and put in deposit restrictions so what did that do drove them to the black market where there is no deposit restrictions right and that's the more restrictions we get with with the the, the legalized market the happier the black market becomes. And I can't say that the black market is wrong. They're providing a service. Mm -hmm. The wrong in it is the, is the legal market pretending that it doesn't exist or just saying, 
fuck it. We'll just do what we do until they tell us not to do it. You know, you can keep with the commercials and it is, I don't know. Again, it's coming. No, I agree with Nick. The the restrictions are absolutely coming. It's interesting to me too, because people are talking about the word addiction a lot. And so there's something to be considered here. When cannabis became legalized across the country, a lot of the gaming in people's brains went away. A lot of people used marijuana because it was illegal. There was a, a ooh factor. Like you were doing something wrong. You were doing something against the rules. And then once cannabis became legalized, it was like, ah, it's kind of like what we talked about with, with our kids. Like if you tell your kid, you can't drink, you can't drink. The second they can drink, they're like, let's go. And they're going to drink because you've told them for so long that when the human brain gets told you can't do something and then they all of a sudden they can, they tend to do it even more to excess versus saying, well, yeah, go ahead. It's nothing. It's not a big deal. It's, it's wine. Who cares? Drink. You're fine. So this is the black market with gambling. It's different when it comes to the addiction of sports betting because sports betting isn't a it's not a substance. There's a high you get from it. Don't get me wrong, but it's not a substance you're ingesting. So it's much more difficult to police sports betting because your local bookie can be a guy behind the counter and he could have 10 different people. He has his book might be tiny. He may have 10 clients, but he's still booking the games and you're still getting that run. You're, you're getting that fix that you're after. So that's when legalization came to America Everyone was like, oh, this is great. It was more or less the talking about the places in faraway places. The books are, you know, far away. You're never getting rid of the local guy. Local guy's never going away. I don't care <laughs> what law you pass. There's always going to be somebody who will be willing to take your bet. That local guy will ultimately probably do you a favor. And shut you off? At some point. Maybe either either shut you off because you lose too much or shut you off because you win too much <laughs> right? <laughs> or right. stiff you or uh. you'll stiff him and you'll end like the relationships. As long as you have money and can afford to play, you can be involved. Yeah. It's when you don't. It's when it takes over. It's when your guy cuts you off for it stops and it, it or You've maxed out another credit card. You've lied about going to somewhere for something to watch your kid or to, because you wanted to watch a game and bet or gamble. Like there's, there's so many things that, you know, when you already know the way where a lot of the roads end, but pretend like you're just out for a Sunday drive going, well, we're just driving a the car. They're just, you know, fill it up. Let's go. <laughs> that like that, like dun, 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 or the yeah. bodies you're running over. You're like, right. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> hey, we're just cruising along, you know, cruising down, down like, my six four. Like what, what, what? I mean, come on. It is, it's, it's a zombie. It really, it's a zombie movie. And you're literally having you know, zombies being run over left and right by the truck. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and I'm not I mean the books are by far not absolved of of any of this. They know what they're doing. They're getting information on people, one, just their personal information, two, their their gambling information. That I, I saw this, read this article 
they could get they got 93 points about someone as to when they gamble. So when they stop, they know how to when to send them the email, how much to offer them to get them back in, talking about their local teams, or that they know this guy likes to bet this team more. So they send them the hey, you like this game today? Here's a free I, bet. I told you, I get an email every single day from a certain book because I signed up for it in mass. Every single day. To this day? Have, to this day. This morning. I get it every day. I get an offer to come back, sign up bonus, free bet, free roll every single day. I don't live in mass, but I signed up for it in mass. Yeah, like stop sending the email, right? I mean, I guess that's an automated thing. It is, of course said, you just put it up. I'm just going to read it real quick. Yeah. BK used to have limits on their VIPs that were 60K a month for deposits. And you had to show proof of funds to increase that limit. They went away from that maybe a year or a year and a half ago. Yeah, because stock prices mattered. The VIPs aren't even the ones that worry. Right. About. True. Right. Yeah. You know, although I just read an unbelievable article from a woman who I know that writes for Wall Street Journal. She wrote about a psychiatrist in Pittsburgh, a woman who just couldn't stop gambling. Mm -hmm. Because she started when she was going through a divorce, would sign on after she put the kids to bed and start gambling. She blew through her 401k. Ouch. She asked the book. She asked the, the, the casino company for a loan. The VIP guy. Can you give me 50000 to get, you know, I'll get it back? No, we don't loan money. But I'll give you five dimes to get you started playing in a casino. Mm -hmm. What? It's weird, man. It's, a, it's, 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 I don't know. I saw it Saturday night and I was like, wow. This was, uh. I didn't see it until Monday morning. And on Monday morning, I was, I, again, I retweeted it. It was funny. It was like, wow, it's right on the nose. Like they nailed it. Yeah. And then I started to think about the bigger impact of somebody writing that, putting that on national TV, and then national TV responding and finding it funny, even if you weren't in sports betting. You're just a sports fan. Well, that's, I was going to ask you, did, does, do you have to be in sports betting to get it? Not even close. No way. Everyone gets it. I mean, it, look, the, the amount of money spent on the Super Bowl advertising was ridiculous for sports gambling. It was every two seconds. This, you know, bet this, bet this, bet that, bet this, bet that. It was all over the place. I mean, it, it was the biggest sporting event of the year that was going to be bet on. So the books emptied the coffers to go ahead and buy marketing. I still would love to know what value FanDuel got for the Gronk thing over two years because I still don't understand what the hell that was. It, it, it didn't work both times. It didn't resonate with me. I'm a Patriot fan. And I was like, this is like, what are we doing? <laughs> the second year, even less than worse. the first. I mean, it was a, he missed the kick. It fell on deaf ears. It was there and gone. And I feel like he missed on purpose. When oh. he lined up and kicked it, look, like he missed on purpose. It's like, he was trying to miss that kick. He wasn't trying to make that kick. Look at his hips. They're lined up to the right. So I was like, it was on purpose. He missed that thing on purpose. I was like, what are we doing? This is the dumbest yeah, thing maybe. ever. I watched enough kickers in my life, played enough soccer in my life that I know when your hips are pointed that way, the ball's not going to go that way. Okay. <laughs> like, just FYI, 
you know, <laughs> physics don't work that way unless he's going to play a hell of a hook. Uh, that, that, that thing had no shot of going through the uprights. Like, what the hell are we doing? You missed it left the first time, missed it right the second time. It looked intentional. I have no knowledge of that. Just saying that miss looked intentional. Mm. Bad, 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 bad. How did that help your bottom line? I have no idea. Don't no know. idea. <laughs> Don't know. But no, no. Again, we've had these discussions too. We're, we're having discussions directly with people. I mean, at some point, somebody's going to go, Matt, Dave. You know what? You're right. It's brand marketing. That's it. Forget the ROI. Forget the, you know, number of blah 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 blah. It's 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 brand marketing. Okay. If you do too much of that, you end up on SNL on a skit. Don't know. Don't know. Uh, all right. NBA games tonight. Celtics against the Sixers laying 12 at home. You want to lay 12 points with Boston at home? They won eight straight. I don't want nothing to do with the Sixers right now. <laughs> First half team total over. That's it. What is it? 61? Uh, let's see. It was 16 and a half last night. Hold on. Let me see what, what the up-to-date number is here for this game tonight because that's the only play I can even come close to stomaching out of this game because this number is – it's what, what did I put up? It's 12 and a half now. It's going up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going up. People are betting the Celtics to annihilate the Sixers tonight. Uh, let's see. Team total Boston Celtics is uh, – 63 and a half. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Somebody's paying attention. Thank you, boys. Wherever you're at watching the show, you're welcome. Do a little consulting work for you. You jerks. Anything over 62, I can't recommend. So that's, I can't recommend what, 63. That, My you. God. Yeah, I agree, Zach. Stay away. I'm with you. That's high. Man. That's that's a lot of points in the first Zach half. The hat. Good to see you, sir. 63. Whew. Yeah, too much. That is, yeah, that's 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 too oh, what's much. What's the total in the game? Two thirty-two. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's that's a lot. Two thirty-one and a half at DraftKings. Yeah, two thirty-two. I don't know. Lean under. Ooh, Philly didn't score a lot. Uh-uh. Maybe. Maybe the best game of the night is Dallas at Cleveland. That is the best game of the night. Laying four and a half. Oh, the Pelicans at the Knicks, and the Pelicans it's are not in four on the road. It's not a good game. Somebody who's not playing for the Knicks, come right. on. Not a good game. Um, this is interesting. By the way, there's so many double-digit lines tonight. It's oh, it's silly. Thunder I'm telling you, 10. The, the NBA after the All-Star break took years off of my life. <laughs> so you have seven and a half to heat. Laying seven and a half, Thunder are laying ten, T Wolves laying twelve and a half, Bulls are laying ten and a half, Bucks are laying fourteen, Celtics are laying twelve and a half, Magic laying nine, Wizard uh, Warriors are laying ten and a half. That's just tonight, <laughs> like just bad games, bad lines. Like this, this is an awful NBA card. Sixers outright Akbar. Wow, yeah, that'd be a tremendous call. Akbar, my guy's here. I think we scared Stephanie away, by the way. I don't think she's wow. ever coming back. She will. No, no, no. She told me she will. I don't believe her. Maybe not. Yeah, might be, might be lying to me, but she told me she would. She's just very busy. 
It's very busy. We're all very busy. <laughs> Auto. There's 12 hot games tonight. Get off this trash. There's only two games in the NBA. We'll get to we'll get to it. Don't 11 worry. games in the NBA, six or more, six depending, seven depending on that one, have lines of 10 of double digits. Nine or more. Yeah. Tough. Uh, college basketball. We have the number one team in the country laying 13 and a half against Cincinnati. And I think I might lay it. Yeah, Cincinnati. How many points they scored? What's the total in this one? Let me see. This was low. I was one. Th- although five of the last six games for Houston have gone over. Gone over. Yeah. Houston's turning into an over team all of a sudden. It's one thirty-one and a half. It's up. It was one thirty and a half last night. Yeah, it's people are betting the over. Have a couple other places. Wow. Betting the betting the trend to be good to go over. Mm. Houston's offense is is on fire. They're, they're hitting shots. Sidewise, Cincy or nothing. See what Baylor did last night. Baylor turned around and trounced TCU after losing to Houston. Yeah. Houston's good. Houston's really good. That game was a dead under, too. Yep. Both of those games went under. Um, no, first thought here would be favorite. Yeah, agreed. I think KU is going to kill BYU tonight. KU at home is a really tough team to, t- really tough team to play. Hmm. I think you're right. Kansas or nothing. Seven, six, and one ATS. They're seven and seven, but they've covered the last two, five and five over the last 10. BYU has one cover in their last seven games. They've not been covering. It's Kansas or nothing. Agreed. College game, which is wild. Kentucky off their thrashing of Alabama is a dog on the road. This is Wake Forest Duke 2.0. Isn't it? Really? Really? You're going to take Miss State? I'm not betting it, but if I was going to, I would take Mississippi State, yes. Oh, my God. I mean, everyone in their mother is going to bet Kentucky. Kentucky's oh. eight. They're eight and three on the road, ATS, this year. Eight and six in the SEC. Mississippi State is six, six, and one at home and six, seven, and one in conference, but they're favored. Something smells. Just went to four everywhere, too. (laughs) Yeah. Kansas just went to seven and a half. Okay. Who's watching the show? I don't know. I mean, it can't be like the timing of the moves. Forget about the line moving. The timing of the moves right now. Very coincidental, sir. Very Bulldogs. Yeah. Kentucky letdown, big time. Over to? Oh, I looked at it last night. I almost bet it. I came Over. really, I came really close. Mm-hmm. 156 and a half. This is a high number. Over to. The last time Mississippi State had a number this high was at Alabama, it was 157 and a half, went over by eight and a half points. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough. Over to six and five on the road to the over for for Kentucky. Six and seven Mississippi State to the uh, to the over. Seven and six to the under. So I would lean towards under, but I can see the over for sure. Uh, tonight Vegas at Toronto. Here you go, Otto. Your hockey portion of the show. How about this number? They get whacked at home, and now they're monster dogs on the road at Toronto. Can you blame them? No. Don't mind it. 
Toronto playing their best hockey on that road trip. That game against Colorado on Saturday was just – I felt like I was watching a Stanley Cup final or, or, wow. or like a, the conference final game. So here we go, Otto. <laughs> you tell us. This is a contrast of styles, right? Vegas can't score. Right Their now. lines are all messed up. They're right a total now, yeah. disaster. Yeah. But Toronto could get this total by themselves every night. They're flying. Guys are scoring. They're getting secondary scoring. Matthews scores every game. I think you'd bet Toronto in regulation. That's not bad. What's that? Is that even money? That's not bad. Mm, that's that's how I bet this is Toronto regulation. Minus one twenty ish. It's very very good. Um Vegas. They are giving it, up too many goals, SoCal. Oh, they, it's it's a, it's crazy to watch. Uh it is a minus one oh five number for okay. Ma- Maple Leafs in yeah. regulation. Auto said he got over six last night. Probably don't mind it, but if Vegas wins, it's going under. But I don't think Vegas is going to win, so I'd rather lay the minus one hundred five juice on that. Carolina at Minnesota. I'm surprised that this number seems high. Side or total? Six? Side, side. Total seems low. But Carolina, you don't like favored on the road. This seems I like them, but I don't like them at one forty five. Right. It's expensive. Oh, I gave you props for this auto. You've been your Bruins draw bet was so money on that road trip. Holy crap. They hit the draw three times on that road trip. Three out of four games. Went to overtime? Yeah. What'd they go on that road trip? Two and two? One, zero, and three. See, that's a problem. They got they, they lost getting, all three games that yeah. went to overtime. And they got five points out of it. Like that's the problem with the NHL's System wow. is that they lost that road trip was a disaster, but they came out of it with five points. So it's like you go one, zero, and three. I mean, that's that's how you win a division, that's how you win a conference in a one seed. So even when you're bad, you're making you're getting points, right? <laughs> like, so everyone in Boston was like, that road trip sucked, but they're like, yeah, but they came home with five points out of the eight possible, yeah. So, wow. I mean. It's a horrible road trip for their record, but it's a right. great road trip for points. Right. <laughs> so like, it's hard to get upset about it because it's like, all right, they're not playing Bruins hockey. They're giving up a ton of goals. They're scoring a ton of goals. Pasta had a hat trick himself last night, but it, it's just like they're losing, but they're losing in not losing in regulation. Right. right. So, huh? I like over. I, I love over six bets. I love. This is the game of the night. Dallas at Colorado. This game's this, awesome. This is a this is a good game too. I'm I'm very excited. Wow. About this game I don't know what to do with this. Right. <laughs> I lean I lean over, but I mean Georgiev's in net tonight. It's Ottinger versus Georgiev. It's a playoff preview. Easily three two final. Like over? Yeah, I lead the numbers would say to bet over, but Oh, terrible! Put spot. this in the chat. We got a terrible, lot of hockey guys. Terrible spot. Love, right love, I, love. I think. I think too. Colorado. I'm looking at it now. I really like Colorado too. Back to back in altitude. So autos. Wow, all, where were they before? Abs and the over. It, Dallas was just where? Um, I'm not sure where Dallas is. Dallas just lost to somebody. 
Dallas was. Put it in the chat, boys. I'll tell you. D A L C O L. Colorado. Dallas or Colorado. I, I I take the abs. They were Islanders. No, they weren't back to back in that in altitude. They were. They got to fly they were at home, right? Yeah, they're flying cross they country. Lost they, at home last night to the weird schedule. They had a four game road. They had a four game road trip. Came home for one home game. Back on the road. Wow. Even 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 more. What the? What is going on with their schedule? They played three on the road, one at home, one on the road, one at home, four on the road, one at home, back on the road. Star schedule is bizarre. You, you know what it must have be? They're on a back to back. Oh, they played last night. Yeah. Oh my! On the East Coast, and they got to go all the way to Colorado. No, they played at home. Yeah, they played. Oh, Dallas played. Sorry, they played in Dallas. So, so sorry, sorry. Right? Yeah, yeah, they played they, at yeah, home in Dallas. Lost. But that's a. Re- it must be because of the rodeo. This is the rodeo time in Texas. So, like Houston and Dallas have rodeos going on like crazy. It must be. But that's that schedule was bizarre for the Dallas Stars. That's really weird. They haven't played back to back home games since what? Since uh, what was the date of that game? January twenty seventh. Wow. Was the last time they played a but. My goodness gracious, that's crazy. Woo. That's something else. So, guys, if you are live with us on YouTube and Twitter, don't move. You're with us on Sports Grid and with us on SiriusXM. Thank you for being here. We will be back coming up tomorrow, same place, same time. For the rest of you guys, you get more with bonus time. I'm stunned by that. That's a really hard schedule for Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> to play a month without playing back-to-back home games. They must, well, look at that. I mean, I, I absolutely would look at them for like in March. They must have a ton of home games in March. Right. Let's look at that for a second. Cause I, that might be a spot here to look at Dallas standings wise. I'm going to throw one at you. Okay. Yeah. Oh, they're already in first place, I guess, but um, let's see in March. Dallas book at Tampa Bay. Philadelphia at Philadelphia, Tampa, Tampa. Bay's minus 135, the total six Tampa. over minus 15. Money line Tampa. This total was uh, over. I'm over, over's the play. Yeah, over, over six. I, I like betting. I mean, generally speaking, when sixes are there, I, I, I lean towards the over just because it's a good push potential. So Dallas plays. Uh, one time against Colorado. Oh, they play a one game road trip. They go to Colorado, then back home for back to back games Thursday, Saturday against Winnipeg and San Jose. Then okay. a three game road trip. Then they play a five game home stand. Oh, yeah. So in March, they're at home a lot in the month of March. That so helped, that helped the Knights last year. Yep, it did. But then they go back on the road. How about this? They play six of seven on the road. They go to Arizona, San Jose, Vancouver, Seattle, home for Edmonton, at Chicago, at Colorado. End of March into April. Four games at home to end the year. Buffalo, Winnipeg, Seattle, St. Louis, all at home. Ooh. Yeah, not bad. That's that's not not horrible. If they're going to wind up trying to get to... Uh, they want to catch Vancouver. Vancouver's at 82 points. They have 79 points. Oh, man. I mean, they have an 11 point. Vancouver's got an 11 point lead on the Golden Knights. Right. How about that? 
11 point lead, lost three games in a row. Edmonton's only one point back. Jets oh, are now uh, of the Knights. Right. 12 points back of Vancouver. Yeah, with the, with the playoffs, right? I mean, the, playoffs, the Knights thing is starting to get real. Well, the playoffs, I mean, here's the problem for the Golden Knights. You know, they are three points away from being uh, no, sorry. How many points out? So six is the Preds have got 66 points. They're the second wild card team. So they've got a five point lead on the last wild on the last playoff spot. So they can recover here in town, by the way, saying somebody tweeted it. Friend of ours. What tweeted what? Tweeted that someone, a regulated sports book in town. Uh-huh. Has the Las Vegas Golden Knights as the odds on favorite to win the Stanley Cup at four to one right now? Are they paying attention to hockey at all? Just say and not say. How big of a liability do they have on the Knights? They don't. They haven't looked at it in weeks. Okay. I'm guessing. I mean, who I mean, cares? That's insanity. Okay. Yeah. It's four to one. The next team is Florida at eight to one. There's four teams in the in the West I would take over Vegas. Forget the East. There's four teams in the West. I'm taking over Vegas. You know, then you had the East and it's like four or five <laughs> teams in the East. They might be like the ninth choice for me right now to win it all. I, I, I actually, I took a screenshot of it and I forgot to send it to you two days wow, ago. Wow. That's and amazing. Saw it, saw the screenshot, didn't see it in my screenshot. They did it themselves and they posted it. And I was like, damn it. I was going to post that. Hmm. Time for better to book. All right, so I've had a little bit of a cold spell here over the last couple of weeks. I've only had four winning days over the last 11. So I'm going to go a little bit off the beaten path. I mean, bet the big. We we have to remind everybody that Boston Bruins have had six straight draws. I just looked down and saw Otto. Six straight? Six. That's six straight. That's as good as as his second period Dallas bet going 17 straight for Dallas. 17 straight. Which is a line tonight, by the way. When did the Bruins play next? Let me just take a quick peek because we're going to have somebody set an alert. They don't play Wednesday. So like two games. Bruins next play the the Golden Knights against Vegas. The Knights. Against the Golden Knights. Okay. (laughs) It ends there. It ends there. Nah, it'll end there. Oh, no? You don't. Oh. Bruins will house them. That's a get right spot for Boston. It's a banged up Vegas Golden Knights team going into Boston with their former mm, coach. Home, with their, they're with home their, off of that trip. Yeah, but Bruce Cassidy is the coach of the brand. Right. <laughs> they're going to see Bruce Cassidy on the on the opposing bench, and they're going to want to go kick the shit out of him. So okay. that's a that's a Bruins house spot. All right, we got to remember that. Yes, yeah. Nikki Ceramello, That's what not, you remember. Montgomery is yeah, not yeah. not great. So okay, so the games I have bet tonight are not the marquee games. I could have bet he, the Houston game. Didn't bet that. Could have bet the KU game. I like KU a lot to win and cover. Didn't bet that game. Going off the beaten path. Wisconsin laying four and a half at Indiana. Wisconsin has not played well on the road. At Indiana? Indiana sucks right now. Nebraska walked in there and housed them by double digits. Nebraska was 0-7 in the Big Ten before their game against Indiana. They've, They've quit. Indiana's done. If they were an NBA team, it would be one, two, three, Cancun. Wisconsin needs a road win. Oh, laying four and a half. Why do you do this to yourself? Oh, because I like the handicap. It's a four point win, according to Ken Paul. Number came down to four. 
I'm oh, sorry, sorry, five point win according to Ken. Yeah. 75 70. I'll take a home dog. It has no business. You're the handicap is right. The handicap is right. You just this is one of those ones where I'm gonna say, give me the home dog. <laughs> so I'll you can have I'll you can have Indiana. Uh George Mason laying two at Fordham tonight. I mean, is this even qualify for the better book and portion of the show? What are we <laughs> of doing? course it does. Yes. George, George, Mason. George, this is a four-point win. There's value here on on the Kempom numbers. Four-point win, seventy-two, sixty-eight. It is a. They lost the last game against Loyola Chicago. They're eighteen and nine, seven and seven. George Mason needs to get going here in the eight ten. Need a W. Going to Fordham, beat a Fordham team that's not very good. <sighs> They're eleven and sixteen. They're five and nine in the eight ten. Small number. All right. Wow. We actually have this is this is amazing content. We have George Mason <laughs> in the George Mason. George Mason just came into the chat and said George Mason loves the George Mason pick. Sold George Mason. George <laughs> Mason money line minus two. Don't lay more than two, though. If it goes to two and a half or three, just put it on the money line. <laughs> Because you might get aggravated. George Mason, yes. Whiskey from JC from or Wisconsin. Indiana oh. storms the court tonight. I hope the hell not. Wisconsin. Oh, Wisconsin. See, like, now there should not be a storm. No, court. should not be. That would be in, in, insulting on insulting. Wisconsin. Not Although even close. Oh, Tony just hit a home run. <laughs> of course. <laughs> there we go. Thank There's you. his first. The fifth inning in spring training. Yeah. So Jada likes that. And then finally, um, this is not to pander to anybody, but. CBW is going to be happy. Syracuse minus one against Vatek. Anybody? We have the actual guy who president of the Syracuse Orange <laughs> Fan Club alumni, whatever. Yeah. I mean, listen. If you want to be a sponsor to show, we'll put the orange right over my shoulder. I will not. I will wear orange every day and talk about something Syracuse every day. If CBW goes and gets us the cash, but. Syracuse minus one. Yep. Matek is one of the worst teams on the road in college basketball. Why they is all, it only one, P. Ralt? Because because well, because it's Syracuse. Syracuse beat North Carolina. Yes, true. So the number's wrong. Kempom has it. Uh Vatek has lost on the road at Pittsburgh, at North Carolina, at Notre Dame, at Miami, at Virginia, at Florida State. At Wake Forest, at Auburn, this team sucks on the road. When's the last time they won a road game? The last road win for for Virginia Tech was they beat NC State 84-78. It's their only win in conference on the road this year, 20th of January. Oh, Lost every other game on the road. God, that line, it should be three. Kempom has it at one. No, it's one and a half. It's going up. It's two, I think, at some places. Oh, no. This is bad. I'm going to say bet it. Is this the first time in our history together, over 500 shows that we've done, that we've picked Syracuse in anything? It is not very good. That is, that is not true. They're, 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 no, it's not actually true. Their ATS record is not less. Is this the first time I've bet on Syracuse? No, there's no way. It had to have been other times. On now, 
I've bet too many games. I can't. I don't. Th- I don't think it's made better to book it. I think this is the first time. The first time I've ever bet Syracuse basketball on the show. Syracuse basketball or football, because the football team has left a little to be desired as well. A little. I'm just saying. I'm just trying to be nice. A in case, in case CBW gets us the cash. <laughs> Syracuse Orange oh. Alumni Association. Put it right here. I'll put that orange. Yeah, they're six right. and nine. Uh, sorry, the, the Vatek is three and ten ATS on the road. Three and ten. That is not three true. The juice. Yes, the that juice. Is not true. That is wrong. That is the juice wrong. usually comes with the goods. Yeah, sorry, man, but that is dead wrong. They're three and ten away from home ATS. They suck yeah. on the road. They suck straight up. They suck ATS. Vatek at home, different story. Vatek. Uh on the road. See you later. Did I? He said I, I picked Syracuse over BC. Maybe I did. I think I did. Oh, I think I did. Bit Syracuse football over BC. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that's true. That might have happened. Yeah, I did do that. I because that, that was a happened. game that they yeah. housed. They housed Boston College. They beat them up at Syracuse. At Syracuse, yeah. Yeah, it was a small number. It's okay, man. He he got Virginia. He was thinking Virginia, not Virginia Tech. Cary Dome is trash, but it's still a home court advantage for Syracuse. It is trash. I'll give that to you. It's a it's it's an absolute garbage of a venue. There's no debating that. Wow. Yeah, it is. It's it's it was a, it was garbage when I was in high school and I was going there. I was like, why the hell they play sports in this damn thing? It's a dump. And that was in 1992. It's 2024, and the thing is still up. Mm. Someone got to demo that thing. I wanted to go in there. I told you that it was in Syracuse for. About 36 hours, we did our fraternity bolt there. Those ATOs that don't make us feel, feel very welcome. There's Syracuse logo. I would agree. They got to win for bubble hopes. I agree. That's why it's a must win. Must win for Syracuse bubble hopes. Yep. Listen, I don't mean to burst your bubble CBW. They ain't getting in the tournament. <laughs> oh, win the ACC tournament. They're not winning the ACC tournament. <laughs> I mean, we keep it real here. Don't do it. Fine. Super dead to uh, Dave's daily picks. I have a 500 to one future on some bonus to win the MVP. Why is he not getting more action? Well, because of the players ahead of him leads the league in triple doubles. 10th player ever to have 40 straight double doubles three and zero against the Joker. Yeah. He's going to be a first team all pro. He'll be, you know, all NBA. He's not going to be in the MVP though. What team's he on? Uh, the Indiana Pacers. Do you need to know why? He's not getting more action. Right. He's not Indiana. That's why. Nothing personal, Dave. Don't get mad. No, Just but it's telling true. you. That's why. That's why. Right. That's and why. he's not great year, but like I was on the Kings. Sorry, sorry. Someone was on the said thank you. He's on the Kings. He was on the I was like, how's he three no? The three no thing threw me. I was like, wait, he's three no against the Joker. He can't be on Indiana. They wouldn't they play him three times on the Kings. They traded. That was the trade that helped the pack the Pacers explode when they traded Sabonis to the Kings. Um, he's a great player. He's not winning the MVP. Well, I mean, he's not even the best player. He's got a great year, but I wouldn't say he's the best player on his own team. He's not winning the MVP. Yeah. I mean, I think right now, I think the SGA train has pretty much left the station. So I think he's going to win it. I think now that Embiid is out, it's either Joker or him. Anybody who's sick of voting for Jokic is going to vote for SGA. So I think Luke you're just going to be around Dallas needs to play better. I mean, Dallas needs to be, I mean, yeah, if they, if they finish hot the next 20 games and go like, I don't know, like 14 and six or something, then yeah, I think he'll be in the conversation, but I don't think Luca's on a good enough team right now. 
I mean, he is Dallas. They've got nothing else but him, but it's one thing when you go for like 65 points and like no one's doing that, but Embiid goes for 70. Like we've seen, like this has been the year of being, having crazy, crazy games. So I think like the high top level numbers for Luca are coming down. It's not as impressive if everyone's doing it too. Current numbers at FanDuel have Jokic minus 155. Right. SGA plus 220. Okay. Luca plus seven to one. See ya. Right. Then it's gone. It's just, it's a, it's a two guy and race. And Giannis, it goes to 15. Tatum's back up to 40. Oh. Man. Yeah. Tatum, right. I agree. Sabonis is the same problem that Tatum has. Having a great year, good team, right. but no love. Right. Ain't happening. Man. Casey is tagging and trading Sneed to who? Taking one of your best cornerbacks and trading it. Okay. That's what happens when you win. Can't afford guys. Hmm. That's wow. a big loss. It's a big loss in the secondary. Favorite thing about today is what? Um, had a great experience yesterday mm. with the kids, two of them at uh, the Harlem Globetrotters. And we went, like I said, I saw Kenny White, former odds maker. We discussed a few things um, that will remain off air. Uh, I'll write them in the book <laughs> when I write the book. It's amazing the war stories that people will trade now that they're somewhat out of the business. It's 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 fascinating. But great time, Dollar Loan Center. We're going to be there multiple times, I'm sure, for conference basketball tournaments and different things like that. But going in, we're walking in, and Kelsey has a pepper spray on her keychain Uh-oh. of her protection, you know, right? Yeah, she 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 just went to college, and I think grandma got it for her and said, just keep this little thing of pepper spray on your keychain in case it ever, you know, comes up. So she had her keys out of her pocket. And this woman, if she would have had a, a, a firearm, she might have drawn it upon us for her holding a pepper spray. It was so bizarre because the girls always, I always let the girls go first. They always walk in front of me. So Kendall goes through the metal detector first. Uh-huh. And then there's Kelsey's turn. And a woman goes, stop. You can't bring that in here. Kelsey puts her hands up like, what? Thought it was her bag. She's like, you have pepper spray. You can't bring that in here. Okay, everybody calm down. Everybody relax. Wow. It's an hour before the game. You, you, this is a this is a, a Girl Scout right now. I mean, she's she's on it. She saw it in her hand. Now, if this was in her purse, if her keys were in her purse, it goes right through, nothing happens. But she stopped it and scared the crap out of Kendall. Wow. And Kelsey backed up and was like, what are you talking about, man? She goes, you're pepper spray. Can't come in here with that. And she's like, all right, what's on my keychain?" And she's like, you have to take it off. And I said, all right, everybody calm down. And she's like, sir, she can't have that in here. I said, okay, I heard you the first six times. Give it to me. And Jessica's like, forget it. I'll just take it to the car. No big deal. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You guys go in and sit down. Give me the pepper spray and I will walk it back to the car. And so, you know, takes it off her keychain. It has this big metal thing. It almost breaks, whatever. Take it off. And I'm walking back and I go, 
I should just put it in my coat pocket and walk back in. Fair. And just to prove, like, you made a big deal about nothing. Fair. And I said, no, no, I'm not. I, I don't need to prove a point tonight. Just shut up and let her play by the rules. I walked all the way back to the car, which was on the other side of the arena, put it in the car, and came back in. Everybody got pizza, chips, and the night was was done. Then we got back in the car, and Kelsey <laughs> said, I can't believe that lady made such a big deal about this. And I'm like, listen, you really never know. She may have been having a bad day. She takes her job very seriously. <laughs> Just abide by the rule and leave. It was no big deal. She's like, yeah, but she yelled and made, embarrassed me in front of all those people. Gals, nobody cares. Right. I said, just deep breath. It was another lesson in life. Like, you know, she's 18. She was she was made to feel like a criminal for carrying a pepper spray. Little thing like this on her keychain. Protection. Yeah. That could have been in her pocket. Nothing would have been said. She happened to be holding it in her hand. And this woman almost backed us out of the arena. A lot of deep breaths. <laughs> Learned a lot about people. That's all I'm saying. By the way. You froze. Uh-oh. Hold on. Hold on. Now you're back. Go. The, the home run he hit was a ball that was down and in. He hit it opposite field. <laughs> hit a ball down and in to left field. <laughs> guys, guys, a, a machine. It's not that doesn't even make sense. Wait, wait, wait till Off you see shoe tops. Wait, wait till you see the swing. The swing was fucking crazy. He he just inside out. <laughs> he just went. Did he barely go over? Like, no, it went it up by like forty. No, it went, it went over like it, a gap. It, left center field. How did he do that? Just power, just straight power. I haven't heard it, but I guess the sound off the bat. Everyone's saying it just sounded different when he came off the bat. Yeah, I don't know how these guys do it. I mean, like I'm, I mean, I'm coaching these kids and watching them do it. Like watching these major leaguers do stuff that doesn't seem possible. Right. Real. So I went the, almost the whole show without freezing. I found out, I realized why I froze so much yesterday. So I fixed that problem. So that was, oh. that was a me problem. That was, that was my fault. If I don't get that one, that one window that you keep open. No, I have a, uh, the, they installed a thing on my spa that I can control the temperature with my, with my phone. Yeah. But it has to be plugged into the router. When I plug it into the router, no bueno. I got to unplug it. Causes all sorts of things because it's yanking off. Oh, it, it's, it's I freeze. I yep. freeze yep. when it resets itself and goes yep. to do that. It, it, it scans for everything. Yep. And I freeze when it does that. That's it. So, so that's why. So I once I unplug it, that's why I didn't freeze today because I just unplugged it and we're all good. Um, my favorite thing about today actually will happen yesterday, just like yours. Um Achievements, our kids are, our kids do achievements is always really fun. And it's Madeline is going through uh, figure skating for the first time. And this is the first thing she's ever stuck with from a sport perspective. She's getting to the point now where she actually will stick with things, which is good for a long time. It was like, she tried figures, she tried dance. She tried singing. She tried piano. She tried all these different things. Wasn't able to like to hit it. But yesterday she tested two times. She tested the first time. And the teacher was like, I think you could go test for a second time. And so she skipped two levels yesterday with her, um, with her, uh, with her figure skating. Yep. So 
beaming, just beaming. So excited. It just to, to watch your kid feel accomplished and have that confidence boost and feel like it was special. And so we went to, she absolutely loves everything Japanese. So we went to her favorite place in Chinatown, which is. Uh, was it the place next to the crane place? No, it's further down. Okay. The, the, there's a place in Chinatown where it's called um, Shiitake Square, I think it's called. Mm. And every it, it's unbelievable. The restaurant. So she loves Korean corn dogs, which I can't eat. But like there's a Korean corn dog place there. She absolutely loves. Okay. So we went there. There's a Japanese dessert called Taiyaki, which she had to have, which she was all in on. So she got that. And then um, China Mamba, if you ever, China Mamba might be the best. It might be the best Chinese food, Chinese food meal I've ever had in my life last night. China Mama is 45 minute wait on a Monday to get into that place because it's so good. So we had that. So it was a really, it was a fun night last night to do that, to go and um, to hang out in Chinatown, which is quickly becoming like the culinary hub of Vegas. If you like to eat, Chinatown is, is oh. really, really cool. So you guys are coming to town. There's some really awesome restaurants all throughout Chinatown that are off the strip, but not too far off the strip. And a lot of really high, really well-known chefs are coming in and opening up some really cool restaurants. But China Mama is, if you if you come to Vegas and you want good, like really good Chinese food, China Mama was absolutely tremendous. I can't wait oh, to go that's have, good. have it for lunch. So you're looking for, for a new place to go and do that. There's nothing better than watching the kids accomplish something that they work towards yeah. in life. Anything, right. Right. school-wise, athletic-wise, relationship-wise. Anything, the feeling that you get as a parent, and it's cool. It's a unique thing, you know, daughter, you know, for girl dad, but there's nothing better. There's nothing better. It's, it, it, it's, it's the greatest. That's good. Yeah. She was, it was really, she had two pins and two, two things and she was all beaming and it was, it was fun to do that. Japanese curry in Chinatown, Las Vegas. Interesting. I never had Japanese curry. I don't think I ever would think to order Japanese curry. Isn't curry Indian? Wow. I don't like it. That's one of the few things that I don't like. I'm okay with it. I, I, I'm not like, is it like a purple belt? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like that, a purple belt and figure skating. Sure. So she's now out of the training stages. They do all these different. Right. And so she's in alpha now. So it's alpha, beta, gamma, delta. That's the next. She's in a freestyle, what it's called. So now right. she can skate. And like I was teasing her when she went for a free skate, I was like, you're not wearing your butt pad and you're not wearing a helmet. She's like, why not? I'm like, you don't need it anymore. Oh, these are just crutches. So then she goes, I, I walk in last night to the testing and my, my, Teresa, her, her mom looks at me and goes, so you talked to her into taking off the helmet? And I go, yeah, she doesn't need the helmet. She goes, so she falls. It's on you. I was like, yeah, it's on me. I want her to fall. Let her fall. It's like she needs to learn what it feels like to fall. Then she won't fall. It's a crutch. Otherwise she didn't fall the whole entire time. And then she passed twice. And she was so, I was like, exactly. Like take the damn training wheels off, throw her in the deep end, see what happens. (sighs) (laughs) That's how I parent. Okay. How well, that's good. That's good. I'm just trying not to avoid world war three with your ex. That's all. Why do I, you know, in my mind, why do I, I, I teach my kid about Batman all the time. Why do we fall to pick ourselves back up? We got to fucking fall first. Without a doubt. <laughs> so fall. <laughs> it's always on me. Yeah. I, I, that's actually fairly accurate. 
I tend to trust myself more than anything. I'd rather have it be on me than anybody else. That's on me. Yeah, it's on me. Blame me. So guys, thank you for being here. We always appreciate you guys every single day coming up, showing up and bringing so much energy to the show. We absolutely love the chat and love you guys in the brigade. Thank you so much. We are back tomorrow for a Wednesday. Looking forward to talking. We got to get some bracketology going tomorrow. Some, some, ins, some ins and outs tomorrow. We got to do that tomorrow. It's only two hockey games, so we'll, we'll piece something together. <laughs> Dave and Matt, back tomorrow for BBB.